Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Driving Mad with Tom and Dan. Dan, how you going? Welcome back. I'm excellent, mate. I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. It's been a month and a bit since our last recording, so we have got a action, an action-packed episode this week. Action-packed. <laughs> it's always action-packed. Well, well, exactly right. And I, we've had some feedback from some of our listeners about what they like, what they don't like. And there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of praise about um, Rate My Riot last, week, last month. So um, we won't be doing it this week. This week is more of a mar- market update for everybody. But keep sending in your, uh, keep sending in your cars, so uh, your rides, so we can rate them. As is the name of the segment. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, I want to uh, just bring your attention to something that I did very, very. Uh, it was a very, very cool adventure on uh, Friday last week. Um, mm-hmm. I went to a Porsche driving day. So you're one of those guys now, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I drove. Uh, it was a Taycan day. Um, so we went on a big six hour drive, like in a convoy, uh, with some other people. Um, and we drove, um, the Porsche Turbo S, a couple of those, a Porsche Turbo and a, sorry, Taycan Turbo and a Taycan GTS. Overall, extremely impressed. Was it fun? It was amazing. It was, um, it was kind of what you expected from Porsche. Um, super fast, very comfortable, um, mm. handled like nobody's business. I mean, having all that weight in the belly of the car made so much sense. Um, mm. And the speed was stupid. Like, What's the acceleration like? So the Turbo S was 0 to 102.6. Um, and Porsche wanted to stress to us that that is like recurring speed. As in like you can do 2.6 constantly, whilst other competitors will do like 2.6 once. And then it will slowly yeah. get slower as the um, battery as the batteries um, battery percentage it's depleted. Down. Exactly. Yep. So, really, really impressed. Um, we're going to be writing an article on it, and there'll be more to come on that day. But I just thought I'd share that with you. Very cool. Very cool. But uh, I don't know Porsche drive. Did you get to wear the hat? Because uh, you can't be part of a Porsche drive club without uh, wearing the hat. I got given some merchandise, but I couldn't wear the hat. <laughs> I, I couldn't wear the hat. It, it's, you know, yeah, so you're not a true Porsche driver then? No, it's that and vintage BMW caps. I feel like they're the two caps that people like. Or Ferrari caps when you don't own a Ferrari. They're the things that people tend to They love to it, wear. don't they? They love a bit of merch. Anyway, so what's happening new with you? What's new with you? Has anything exciting happened? Has anything at all been going on in your world? Well, I mean, you've laid me up for that one, haven't you? We can say whatever you want. It's a, it's a, it's a open conversation. <laughs> well, very excitingly, I uh, I'm engaged. So to, uh, just on the on the down low. Oh, that's exciting. Well, well that's typically uh, how it works. That's a phenomenal news. I think everyone on the Thank everyone you, should be round of applause for Dan. Ah, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. I can hear the uh, I can hear the virtual applause. Yeah, yeah. This is big, big news. Um, you, did it go well? Are you, are you happy with it all? Is she happy? Oh, it was. Oh yes, it was sensational. We did a joint proposal. It's very uh, very progressive of us. Yeah, tell and, me about. Uh, I've never heard of that before. How did that work? Well, we had to um, had to thread the needle between uh, not giving away too much, so it was still a surprise, mm. but uh, giving enough information uh, so that we could both organize a surprise for the day. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Went off went off perfectly. All the um, all the surprises went off perfectly. No surprises were were ruined. It was great. 
Beautiful. Well, congratulations. Um, I think that's, thank you, man. I think I'm a bit. We won't disclose the name, um, but big fan of her. Big fan. She's amazing. Uh, hopefully, this character's <laughs> heard actually listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, she listens that, every week. She tells she, me. Does she actually? Well, it was her most listened to podcast of uh, 2021. So it's 2022 now, though, isn't it? Well, last year, but now she's got to keep the she's got to keep the listening numbers up this week, oh, this year. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see about that. Um, now, anyway, on to the car news because we can't keep we won't make this a massively long episode because last week last month's was very very long. Now we've got a couple of topics we're going to discuss. Again, this is all news related. Uh, it's going to be a little bit highbrow, so we will be discussing some cars that are a bit. Xy and a bit much, but the reason we're going to mention them is because they're just so important. So if you're a car person and you know you follow car news, uh, this is big stuff. Um, mm. Not to mention uh, some controversial comments, some controversial topics we're going to discuss. Um, mm. So the first one that I want to introduce uh, is the brand new Pagani Utopia. It that name. It's very like, hey, we are, this is the end. This is the end of the line. We are the best. You can't get better than this. It's a bit self-absorbed, isn't it? The Utopia. Yeah, it's it's a very matter-of-fact name. Um, so to give some context, Horatio Pagani, that started the company back in the late 80s, early 90s, um, this is actually his, this is his third brand new model. So the first one was the Pagani um, Zonda, which was a massive success. Everyone loved it. Um, second one was the the Hira, um, which it was uh, again amazing car. Had uh, six liter AMG V12 with twin turbos. Uh, of course, there've been a lot of derivatives of each of these models, uh, but mm-hmm. the Utopia seems to go back to basics. Um, you know, looking at the photos, it is rear wheel drive. It's not hybridized, which is insane. Still has the V12. Um, <laughs> has an automated manual or a manual option uh, and there's no like big infotainment screen or anything it's just I don't know pure it's, pure car it's very pure right um the design though is very uh polarizing. awful <laughs> it, it looks it, like the wing on the back looks like what designers in the 70s thought that supercars should look like yeah it's it's not pagani's finest hour and this is not good for a brand that is synonymous with design and like Mm. being that supercar manufacturer that it is um or hypercar it's 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 it should have been a home run and it's it's clearly not Um, yeah the eyes are too spidery as well like the the headlights too spidery yeah it's a Look, I feel like they're kind of doing what they're following. They're like they're kind of doing what Gordon Murray has done. So the Gordon Murray T50, which is supposed to be like the new version of the F1, which he designed in the 90s, which he couldn't get over. So he decided to build another one that fixes all the issues. And that's like a you know a back to basics hypercar. But I'm like, uh, I think we're kind of beyond that. Like, I feel like hypercars and supercars are going into the future and you guys are going back into the past. I was going to say, like, I kind of feel like, have we, have, we we've done the supercar, the, the hypercar, sorry. It's kind of done. We had, we had a good run. It had like 10, 15 years of being the cool, sexy thing, but 
I don't know. I kind of feel like the world has moved on, unless you're like an oil sheik or something. But I feel like the world sort of moved on. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's yeah. Well, I said they're not making many. They're only making like ninety nine of them or whatever it is. So until they yeah. do, yeah, fifteen different derivations, and there's the Utopia S and the RS and all the rest of it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, just to, I think it's a bit of a disappointment um, overall. I mean, their third car and so far it looks like a bit of a dud. Uh, yeah, shame. So next we're going to discuss. Well, do you want to announce it? I know this is a big deal. Um, more. I'd love to. Uh, love to announce it. The next is a car that I feel like people hate to love, which is the Ferrari Pu- Pura Sangue. Pure, pure sangue, pure sangue, pure, pure sangue. Yeah, it's the Ferrari SUV. SUV. We have been talking about for months and months and months, and the world has been discussing for months and months and months, and it's finally here. And it is absolutely everything that Ferrari needed it to be. Well it done. is it. It uh, yeah. Hats off. Well played. I hate to love it because it's yep. so it's. It's it's great to rag on these companies for you know producing something that's ugly or not as fast or whatever. But they have, they've I mean they've taken the time they've taken the time, but they have absolute flawless execution. Yeah, it is faster than any other SUV. It is absolutely stunning to look at. Like it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's expensive. It's expensive. It's uh, well, it's starting at four hundred thousand US, so you know it's not mucking around. But it's beautiful. They're going to sell a lot of these cars. I completely well, agree. Comparatively speaking, well, I completely agree. I mean, look, I, the price is ridiculous. Um, mm. I mean, look, the only reason they can charge this is because they just know people will pay that much for a Ferrari. Ferraris are like. Mm. Where they positioned themselves in the last ten years, they are the creme de la creme. Like if you want a supercar, you go to Ferrari now. Like there's no, they don't make a bad car. Um, yeah. You know, unlike McLaren and Aston, who just can't seem to actually do anything any anymore. Um, Ferrari can charge whatever they want to charge. People are going to buy it, and it's a brilliant looking car. I mean, it's got a V12, which was a massive surprise to me. I thought it's going to mm. have a V8 or it's going to have the 296's uh, hybridized V6 in Hybrid. it. No. Mm. First up, it's coming out with a V12. It's got four doors, but the rear doors are coach doors like the Rolls Royces, which is insane. Um, and it is, it's so good looking. Like it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect yeah. for them. But whatever you do, don't you dare call it an SUV oh, no. or a crossover. What are they calling? I mean, the, well, they say uh, the Pura Sang is a sports car, and un, and uncompromised on design and engineering. And then, in a true Ferrari highbrow fashion, other SUVs have high performance but do not drive like sports cars. So, yeah, you'll you'll be in trouble if you call it an SUV. But for all intents and purposes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but yeah, it's literally perfect. It's the if you're if you're in the market for a insanely luxury. Uh, SUV, SUV, then this is the one to buy. Stunning. I heard and suicide r- doors as well. How cool is that? I know, insane. I heard rumors that they wanted people to call it the FUV, the Ferrari utility vehicle. And I was like, oh, surely not. Surely not. I don't want to say I drive a FUV. You know, that's not a, 
That's not a. That's not uh, wait, a, that's not a are lie. you being serious? Are you yeah, yeah, you yeah. Didn't just yeah. make that up on the spot. Are you no, being serious? No, seriously, a fub. They were, they was they were considering calling it the fub. So an fu vehicle, really? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Oh um, dear, come on. But I, uh, I think it's a massive, massive win. Super, super happy for them. Uh, I yeah. would buy one if I could afford one. Um, but certainly, you look, at, you look at the competitors. So you've got the Aston Martin DBX seven hundred seven, the Lamborghini Urus, Porsche Cayenne GT. Uh, I think that's about it, really. I, oh, Bentley, Bentley Be- Bentayga. The Bentayga. Um, but this, for me, looks the most brand-specific. Like, mm. all the other ones just look like SUVs that have been mildly With their badge bought. on it. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Like, the Rolls-Royce Cullinan, when that came out, ugh, it, it's a really ugly thing. This mm. looks Brilliant! And it's not very big. Like it's the same size as like a Maserati, like a I think it's like a similar size, like a BMW X3, right? But it's a lot lower, um, yep. a bit longer. Drives like so, a sports car, so they say. Exactly, exactly. So I think this is brilliant. Um, I hope we can drive one. Um, I'm going to squeeze whatever contacts I have at them, and we'll do a review. Um, oh, also, just a, a mild reminder: there, the driving man YouTube video is coming out soon, but it's going to be filmed at the end of the year now. So, filming dates have been confirmed in December, um, but Ooh. stay tuned to watch me um, somehow we talk into a camera because I've never done that before. So, we will see. Um, I can't wait to see how awkward you look. Oh, it'll be a thing. Well, don't worry, it'll be the first and last episode. Uh, following up <laughs> on the Pura Sangue, BMW. My my favorite brand, as we know, um, has launched the BMW XM, which, according to them, the red line or red label version will be the fastest SUV in the world. So Ferrari, so basically Aston had it for a little while, then Ferrari took it, and then Ferrari had it for like a week, and now BMW reckon they've got it. So it's going to have a, I think it's a 4.4 liter V8 with a hybrid system. Uh, over 700 horsepower. Um, it's it is like an X6, but bigger. It's like an X8 technically. Um, I think this will not sell because really? I don't think BMW has the brand positioning to ask the type of money that we're expecting them to ask for it. What are we thinking? Like I'm thinking north of 400k. Oh, I'm on drive.com.au. We've got priced from 300,000 before on roads. Yeah, but that's not the red line one. Oh yeah, okay. So nice. like the red line one, I'm reckoning close to 400k. It looks <sighs> super cool, but it's a BMW, and they don't really do this. Like Audi has the R8, so they can push those numbers up, and then Merck has got the. Uh, you know, the GT Black Series and the SLS, that Gullwing thing, super cool. Mm. Uh, these guys don't have a history. I mean, controversy. So I be, I agree with you. Even though it's got the bigger grill, it actually looks very aggressive and cool. Because it's a bigger car, it can support the bigger grill. And yeah. it's not the horror, like the, um, the straight up and down, very uh, vertically offensive nose. It's a bit more horizontal. So it, even though it's uh, it's still be polarizing, it'd be less polarizing, but it's very aggressive looking, isn't it? It's got a great stance, it's and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 300K for the base is high, especially when you've got, what do you've got? The, uh, you've got the Lamborghini that starts at 400. The DBX starts at 350. You know, you're up in, at 300 before on-roads, you're up at around, I mean, you're up in Aston Martin territory. I yeah. Mean, it's, uh, oh. we'll see. Uh, look, again, as we've said all the time, another another fast SUV. Okay, great. Brilliant. I mean, they're just building cars now that they know are in the category that's growing. Like the last time mm-hmm. there was a M specific vehicle was that BMW M1 supercar back in the 80s or 90s. That was the last time. Um, we have had 40 years since there's been a dedicated M model. Yeah. So why would you Crazy. make the next dedicated M model an SUV? Like It's an interesting I mean? brand position, right? You'd think that you'd make it an M3 or like a, a saloon car or something like that. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Or bring out like an R8 competitor or something. Bring out a supercar. Like why? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, you know um, I mean, sorry, go on. I was going to say, we've got BMW claiming here that the XM is going to be 0 to 104.3. That's nowhere near enough to take it, to take the, uh, take the edge off the Ferrari. I think the Ferrari is 3.3. Well, that's the thing. I think... We're going to have to see all these numbers actually in real life because it's very easy mm-hmm. for manufacturers to come out and go, oh, look, look at how fast we can go. And then until you actually do it in real life. Um, it was like Porsche. They're like, oh, we actually... take the kids these faster. No, well, that's the thing. Because I drove a X7 M50i around three weeks ago. And that's the huge mm. school bus with the 4.4 liter twin turbo V8 in it. And I was driving that around and I was like, I don't really get it. Like it's really fast, but it's huge. So mm. I'm like, as a BMW guy that I am, like, I appreciate that. I drove it. I was like, it's quick, but it doesn't feel like a BMW. It doesn't have the mm. driving feel. It doesn't have the dynamics that you'd expect. So why are you trying to engineer the BMW feel, a pure M product in a humongous SUV? Why why yeah. make it so difficult for yourselves? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, kind of butchering the M name, huh? Well, because if we don't butcher the M name, we come very, very beautifully, a lovely segue, as one would say, to the BMW M2, which came out like a couple days ago, if you're listening to it today, this podcast when it came out today. M2, perfect. That is the essence of BMW. Two-door, yeah. rear-wheel drive, or all-wheel drive, whatever it is now, could pay. This is, yeah, this is, I feel like this is uh, BMW's return to form. The The M2 feels like, yeah, the, the M2, it's the right size. It's the right price. It's, you know, if you had to take the kids in it, you could. Uh, it's it's like the, for me, it feels like the the the, uh, the hot hatch that you'd actually want. So I don't really like hot hatches, but this is like, it's a bit bigger, but it's not, it's not like saloon car big, uh, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Except the, what is going on with the grills? Like pick a grill and stick to it. This one's got a flat top on it. So it's all, I don't know. They kind of wax out the proportions a little bit, but, uh, aside from that, I reckon they're going to sell some of these cars. This looks great. It looks a lot better than the M4 and the M3 with the bunny with the with the bunny nose body teeth. teeth. You know what I mean? It's yeah. 
I I just wish they settled on a, on a design language because I feel like yeah. every single car they make looks completely different. And I know there was criticism, mm. and there's criticism from like Merck at the moment because every single car looks exactly the same. It's like one of those Russian dolls. But I'm like, mm. they look so different from each other, and they like the M2 for me looks like a classic already because it's so boxy. Yeah. And then the other BMWs yeah. like the X4, the M4. Is so smooth, like there's not a there's not a crease on it, so I don't really get it. Um, look, but like I said I think the M2. So for me, that is now, like, if you want a driver focused car that is mm. a reasonable price, that's the car now. Well, that's some still somewhat practical. You can still that, pick up people from the airport in it. It's going to have a boot on it, but you know, if you're by yourself, woo, you could have some fun. Exactly. I, look, if you look, if you don't want a Porsche Boxster and you so a Cayman, or you don't want a Ford Mustang, this is the next car. The M2 is what BMW is brilliant at. The M4 is way too big. It's way too expensive. Um, the M8 is a joke. Um, the M2 is perfect. I think it's a really, a really, really great car, and it's it's significantly different enough from the M240i. Mm. The M240i and, uh, is fast, but this is perfect. It's not an M, yeah. And 135k brand new. That's where that's the BMW sweet spot. That's yep. like I get the BMW badge, I get the M badge, I get the I get the performance, I get all that for 135k. Actually, decent value. Not bad. I think it's a good. I think it's a good steal. Well, listen, we're going to try and drive. I'm trying to get Dan into one actually, so he can review it. Um, Love to. I'll work it out for you. Um, the my my only gripe is that I feel like the bonnet is a bit too long. The kind of it sort of sits back on its haunches a little bit too much. Got oh, a long yeah. bonnet to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. But you... Uh, the, the flared wheel arches, the rear flared wheel arches, are very cool. Do you like the new single screen? The single curve screen. The infotainment system. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <sighs> Problem with me is that like you can't, I can't have enough screens. So you're screen mad. I know. I know. I'm screen mad. I mean, I should, I should start that Instagram screen screen Ooh. mad. Well, please do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I BMW has always had the the least crap infotainment system. Yeah. They're all terrible, yeah. but BMW seems to be the least worst. Yeah, I it's Tesla agree. and then everybody else. Yeah, I completely agree. Pretty much. I completely agree. Um, I think this is the right move. They're truly, they're truly, they're clearly trying to try new things. Um, but we will see. We will see. And it comes in a six-speed manual as well. Oh, maybe oh. you should buy one. Maybe you should buy one. Oh, go with Mazda. It's, a, it's just a dream, isn't it? Six-speed manual. I mean, it's a thing of beauty. It's Actually, a thing why of beauty. Don't you buy one. Well, I'm very happy with my uh, MX-5. But you don't have any rear seats. Well, what do I need receipts for? You might I don't have kids. Well, you might I don't... well, I'm sorry, but you get it. You're engaged, so the next step after yeah. that tends to be children, isn't it? Yeah, but see, I'm a I'm a purist. We have the sports car for the sports car, and then we have the SUV for snow, kids, whatever. I'm not want to. I don't want to mesh them together. I don't want a sporty SUV. There's like, I don't. I, I don't need that to go super fast because it's just going to be hauling stuff around. If I want to have fun, I'll go the sports car. But okay, so I would know up to the M two though. Would okay, right? Okay, fair enough. So, 
hold on. So what SUV would you buy when you have kids? Uh, I was actually looking at these last night. Oh my! God. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. it's not as exciting as the Pagani Utopia or a Ferrari Purus Pur- Purus Wangway. Have you told fiance, your fiance about this decision? Well, it's not a decision. We're just discussing cars. Uh, I think I probably. You have a fiance. <laughs> I know it's That's crazy, so right? Funny. I mean, I crazy. think <laughs> the potentially the Kia Sportage, the brand new one. Yes, Dan. Actually, looks pretty cool. Mm. Uh, as long basically for me, as long as it's all wheel drive, yeah. uh, then that's what I'd be looking for. Um, so yeah, the Kia, the new Kia Sportage looks pretty damn cool. I think the um the Mazda, as much as I the um the CX five, as much as I would love to have two matching cars in the driveway, mm. it's getting <laughs> a little long in the teeth now. It's getting a little. It doesn't look as uh new and as cool. Yeah, and like the tech's not there. Uh, infotainment's a bit old. Like, unless that's going to be revamped. Uh, I mean, there is a CX-6, I think, coming either at the end of this year or next year. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, Kia's, Kia's doing some great things at the moment. Their design language is super cool. Their tech's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of that. And actually. their build quality doesn't suck like it did 10 years ago. I'd buy a Kia or Hyundai over a Toyota, Mitsubishi, Honda, or Nissan. Easily. Easily. Yeah, I... I think the new Tucson is also uh, on the list. Is uh, yeah, the the brand new Tucson looks pretty pretty cool as well. I think they're, they're kind of like competing for the number one and two spot for the the medium SUV uh, category. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I said well, we might have to do an episode on like affordable SUVs, considering the market's so big. Um, yeah, because we definitely have an opinion. Um, now, in the last ten minutes of this, as I said, we'll keep it nice and short. Um, we have got. Another vehicle from another manufacturer that we both love. This mm. is an example of what happens when Greta Thunberg speaks very loudly, very, very loudly, and the Germans listen and go, okay, we've got to change our attitudes. So that sounds like I'm a bit drunk here. I'm not. I'm just a bit sad. Okay, here we go. The Mercedes AMG C63S is no longer a 6.2-litre V8 or a 4-litre twin-turbo V8. It is now an all-wheel drive, 2-litre, four-cylinder hybrid. Oh, dear. I know. So firstly, if you own a C63 from like 2012, yeah. back when they were great, yeah. never sell it Don't because that it. thing is just... That Money. is appreciating in value every single day. Because I feel like that was the last time the C63 was, you know, the C63. 100%. Nothing, nothing about this car has is anything to do with 63 or AMG or S. It's all okay. a lie. The whole thing's a lie. It's just a... Everything it's just a Yeah, it's just a saloon. It's just a real estate. Uh, it's just a, a realtor's saloon now. That's it. It's an Audi A4. That's what this is now. <sighs> so sad. Look, let me read you some of the stats for anyone out there who's like, no, shut up, you two. You don't know what you're talking about. All right, we'll read you some stats. Okay. <clears throat> it has 680 horsepower. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm. To 507 kilowatts. And 1,020 newton meters of torque. Okay. That's their humongous numbers. That, that is supercar numbers. From a compact from a compact sedan, supercar numbers, but that's besides the point. Zero to 100, 3.4 seconds. 
faster than all the competitors. Faster than all the competitors. But that's besides the point. Nine-speed multi-clutch automatic gearbox, all-wheel drive. By the way, where am I reading these stats? Oh, Driving Mad Instagram channel, of course, because that's where you should go for all your car news. Um, Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold coming on, sniffly. Um, It's beside the point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's super fast. It doesn't matter that it has all this. It shouldn't be this fast. It it also weighs so much. It weighs like two tons. It's stupid. Because of all the batteries. 100%. This should be a V8. It should sound like a V8. It should slide everywhere. It should be obnoxious. Whenever you hear a car farting outside your house, it's more more often than not a C63 game. Sorry. (laughs) A bit wet there. It's not supposed to be this. This is wrong. You could mow your lawn with this thing, couldn't you? Oh, it's, it's so it's not wrong. about the same. Oh, anger. Sorry. Yeah, look, I have to like, I have to agree with you. Um, although, is this just a sign that the world's moving on? Oh, and know. we are we stuck in the past? I disagree. I don't think we are because we're more than happy to see, like, there are certain cars that should be left in history and not yeah. tampered with yeah the yeah. c63 is one of those yeah. i'm more than happy there this is this is probably a great car but yeah. it's fast it'll be quiet it'll be efficient it looks fine the interior is great it's going to be super well made it's going to be a great car standalone yeah but what it's not is a c63 Think- so absolutely. i think leave the c63 in the relics of history in the early 2010s where it belongs Name this something else because you know uh, the Mercedes naming convention is already so confusing that you could you could name this literally anything and it wouldn't make a difference. But what you're doing here is just butchering you're butchering a legend because the C63 was it, it's a legend of a car and yep. you're butchering it. Well said, sir. Well said. Oh no, it should be technically called the C20. That's what it should be called because it's a two liter engine in it. It it this is. True. If we drive it, we're going to go, wow, this is amazing. But it's beside the point. Yep. I drove the brand new M4 right this month, uh, around three weeks ago. And the, dri- and the dealer's like, oh, look how great it is. It's so refined and it's so much faster and all this stuff. And I'm like, and it's wrong because it just feels like I'm driving a computer. There's no soul in the car anymore. It's mm. like electric cars like that bloody Taycan I drove and it made all these warp speed noises. That's not the point. It reminds me of a dishwasher or a vacuum cleaner. It's a white good. This is wrong. Mercedes, you've <laughs> stuffed it up. You idiots. This should have been a V8. This should have been a V8 or at least a straight six. BMW came out today and said they will not make a four-cylinder or three-cylinder M product. And I was like, bravo. I mean, look and see how long that lasts. But yeah. bravo. You know what I think is absolutely ridiculous and speaks to the uh, the confusion of this car. So you're saying it weighs two tons, and obviously like has four four tons. Oh yes, uh, so it weighs a couple of tons, and uh, it's got panoramic sunroof and heated seats and climate control. And it's got all these things which are very luxurious and convenient and heavy, but yet they've decided to save weight. By uh, in the stitching pattern of the seats, they've put little cutout openings to save weight. That's madness. Uh, it's not. It's not right. It's not right. Ridiculous. 
it's look it's anyway. A, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. But at the end of the day, it's a car. You know, that's what we're here for. It's driving mad. We're mad about driving. And this car's driving is insane. So No, I mean you really missed a you missed a layout oh, there. This car, I mean this car oh, is this driving us mad. Oh, I mean oh, oh. oh buddy. Oh buddy. We'll have to rehearse that later. Um, as I said, <laughs> we apologize. It's going to be a short episode. We'll be back next month with some more uh, exciting news. Uh, it will be a bit longer, we promise. We just had to cut this one short because of some um, some uh, other commitments. Uh, not that you guys aren't a commitment. It's just there were some other commitments that needed to come today. Uh, anyway, once again, on behalf of Driving Mad, I'd like to congratulate our co-host, Dan, uh, for the Appreciate engagement that. to his soon-to-be wife, um, be a great day uh no doubt we'll try and get some live footage for the driving mat no we won't we won't do that we don't do that it's a private it's a private Dep- depends what car we use oh that could be a discussion for next episode oh, <laughs> uh, get married in the mx5 that could be quite good um absolutely anyway uh make sure again follow us on instagram the youtube channel will be coming out soon again probably december january um, keep submitting your rides Please do keep submitting your rides. If you have got any questions in the meantime, let us know. And over to you. This has been fun. Fun and punchy. Love it. See you later, everyone. Bye.